This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, October 11, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. According to CNBC reporter Michelle Caruso Cabrera, the GOP has gone wrong on everything from Medicare to immigration to education. And getting those issues right, she says, means a serious vision for smaller government to deliver greater prosperity. Caruso Cabrera is author of the new book, You Know I'm Right. We spoke after a forum for the book held at the Cato Institute last week. Looking through your book, it seems to be almost a catalog of things that the right, for lack of a better term, gets wrong on a regular basis. You're talking about health care. Republicans have across the board said, well, you know, yes, we want to stop Obamacare, but no, we don't want to cut Medicare. Mm-hmm. Uh, immigration has, has been something that has really hurt, I think, all the, the, maybe the long-term prospects of Republicans. Talk about those issues. Yeah, I wrote the book because I was so frustrated that there didn't seem to be any party that reflected my views of the world. You know, I want a government that stays out of my private life and out of my pocketbook. And neither party, even even the party that was supposedly of small government, actually wasn't small government, at least when it was in power. Um, so, yeah, I don't see any answer, really. I, I think they're getting closer when it comes to spending. In fact, both parties, I think, have finally kind of found religion, so to speak, when it comes to spending because the electorate is so mad at them. Um, but I don't think they've made yet the leap to the really hard choices that we all know are coming, you know, what to do about entitlements and how do we shift back to a nation that's really bent on personal responsibility. I'm actually kind of surprised to hear you say that because it seems like the pledge that Republicans have offered is sort of weak and anemic and hasn't really done a lot, I think, to uh, capture a lot of the enthusiasm on the in the Tea Party to really actually do something about spending and some long-term issues. I'd li- like the Paul Ryan's plan seems to be something that a lot of Republicans should be grabbing hold of, but they have had sort of a weird relationship with uh, his proposals. I, well, they're afraid of anything that touches the third rail, right? Social Security and Medicare, this idea of, I think Paul Ryan's plan um, touches a little bit on personal accounts or at least the beginnings of trying to get toward um, individual responsibility. And politicians are very, very frightened because those are very, very popular programs amongst, particularly among the elderly who vote. Uh, so I, I understand why they're like that for political reasons. Uh, and I, what to do about it, I don't know, but it, it certainly is the hurdle when it comes to true reform. Do you expect that war will become a fiscal policy issue? Because so far it really hasn't been. Uh, people like uh, Bill Kristol and uh, others have uh, gone out of their way to say, no, 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 don't cut the Pentagon. And that these are supposed to be standard bearer Republican type people, right? Yeah. Um, so the question is, will it will war become a fiscal issue? I mean, I think in some ways it has. Um, I think that because although the death toll is heartbreaking, where it's something like 5,000, it's not like what we saw under Vietnam, right? 50,000. And so you don't have the necessar- necessarily the same kind of outrage among the public. Um, so at this point, no. And, and because we're pulling back so much, I think it's even less likely to, to be a fiscal issue. Um, I think people complain about what they see around them more than anything. 
Um, and so if they see government waste in their backyard or if they see it when they go to the DMV because the person behind the counter is rude to them and not very good at what they do, that's the type of thing they gravitate toward more. In, on the issue of uh, immigration, you, you talk about uh, Silicon Valley specifically, mm-hmm. that these are companies that are, uh, were created by immigrants. Why then do you suggest that, why then do you think there's such a resistance to uh, a credible, reasonable, even George W. Bush had uh, what a lot of people thought was a pretty reasonable reform on uh, immigration before uh, 9-11 struck and even afterward. Yeah, I've thought a lot about this because, you know, I opened the chapter with, I've got four reasons why you should support immigration to the United States. eBay, Google, Yahoo, and Sun Microsystems, all founded by immigrants. Um, and aren't we also thrilled that we can call them American companies. I mean, maybe that's jingoistic. I don't know. But uh, to me, it's a point of pride. Um, But I think in times of recession in particular, people feel vulnerable and they want to protect what they have. And so I think intuitively, it's a kind of response that on the surface makes sense. But it's hard. We, We don't have anybody who really articulates well how important, how great immigration is for the country, and, and that it, it's not a detriment. And it hasn't been an issue that Tea Partiers are uh, happy to take up either. The- N- no, um, I don't know why. Look, I don't know the ins and outs of the Tea Party very much. Uh, I know they're very focused on fiscal issues, smaller government. That's great. Um, I don't know if there's a he- hesitancy to deal with it because they know it divides uh, people so dramatically. I think it's the, the most divisive issue within the Republican Party. Uh, amongst Republicans themselves, that they're looking for unity, right? So as a, as a decision, maybe it's focus on other issues rather than that one. What should be the top two or three legislative priorities of a Republican House uh, if it does, in fact, emerge in 2011? Uh, being able to buy health care across state lines, uh, school vouchers, uh, and immigration reform. What, 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 should that, what should those look like? I mean, what should an immigration reform look like that, that would make you happy? First and foremost, get rid of these quotas when it comes to the H-1B visas, so that way we can hire the best and the brightest from all over the world. And I think they add to our economy. They don't detract. But I think we need uh, unskilled immigrants just as much as we need skilled immigrants. Uh, we need all kinds of folks to help us start businesses. And so if we had more open immigration, I, I would, I would far, want far more documented workers uh, who come here. I think if you're going to have a lot of immigration, then obviously, like they did in, in Great Britain, you can't be on welfare if you come. You can't self-select because you know that we're going to take care of you. You've got you to self-select because you know that you can come here and be industrious and ambitious and get somewhere if you work hard. Um, but it ought to be one based on You're free to come as long as we know who you are. Michelle Caruso Cabrera is the anchor of CNBC's Power Lunch. She's author of the new book, You Know I'm Right. You can watch the full forum for the book at Cato.org.